The Lord be with you. Good morning, Cheviot Churches, and good morning to those listening in other places as well. You're all very welcome. This is Colin, and I hope everyone is staying well and keeping very safe. We worship together in our service for the sixth Sunday after Pentecost. We do have some notices on the web page, so please do look at them. Presbytery is coming to inspect our buildings in Yetham and in Moorbatro this coming week, and hopefully we'll be able to reopen. So please do check the webpage and check the notice boards for details. And our singing today is led by Heather and Gordon. We have our call to worship. The seed is sown and the crop is grown. Come, Lord, strengthen us as we grow in you. The rain hydrates and the sun radiates. Come, Lord, quench our thirst in the warmth of your love. The land is tilled and the flower milled. Come, Lord, refine us by your spirit. Come, let us worship the living God as a seed of the word is sown here today. We sing the hymn 739, the church's one foundation, and we sing verses 1, 3, and 4.
Thank you so much. We have our prayers of approach and confession. Let us pray. Almighty God, you are the light of the minds that know you, the strength of those who serve you, and the rest of those who seek you. Bless our worship today. God, in whom we live and move and have our being, in worship we come and pause in your presence to rest from our work and responsibilities, to rest from our play and our distractions, to rest from all our anxieties and our fears. Receive our love and attention in this time of worship so that we enjoy your attention to our lives in this world that you love. Merciful God, we often appear to be choked by greed and by selfishness. We confess that we indulge ourselves and too often ignore the needs of others. We're quick to protect what we believe is our own, and yet we forget to share the bounty that you have so generously provided for us. We've ignored your op the opportunities for bringing your love to our neighbours and to those in need. Forgive us, we pray, and in your mercy give us wisdom to walk in your ways, the will to seek things that truly matter, and the grace to renew relationships with you and with one another. And Paul reminds us that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. The spirit of life in Christ sets us free from the power of sin and death. We are a forgiven people. And so let us live our lives in love and forgive one another. And now we join in our family prayer. And this week we'll say the more traditional version. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our first reading today comes from Genesis, Genesis chapter 25, and we read from verse 24. And in our reading, we find that Rebecca is pregnant. When her time to give birth was at hand, there were twins in her womb. The first came out red, all his body like a hairy mantle, and so they named him Esau. Afterwards, his brother came out with his hand gripping Esau's heel. And so he was named Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when she bore them. And when the boys grew up, Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field. While Jacob was a quiet man living in tents. Isaac loved Esau because he was fond of game. But Rebekah loved Jacob. Once, when Jacob was cooking a stew, Esau came in from the field, and he was famished. Esau said to Jacob, let me eat some of that red stuff, for I am famished. And Jacob said, first, sell me your birthright. Esau said, I'm about to die. Of what use is a birthright to me? 
Jacob said, swear to me first. And so he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. And then Jacob gave Esau bread and lentil stew, and he ate and drank and rose and went his way. And thus Esau despised his birthright. Amen. And we turn to the Gospel of Matthew. We've been going through Matthew's Gospel over these past few weeks. And we're now at chapter 13, and we read the first nine verses. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. And such great crowds gathered round him that he got into a boat and sat there. While the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables. And he said, listen, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell in rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly, since there was no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen. Amen. And this is the word of God. Thanks be to God. And now we're going to sing again, and it's the hymn 623. And during this time, I've been trying to introduce some hymns which are maybe less familiar. And, and this is a relatively new hymn. Here in this place, new light is streaming. And we, read, we sing verses 1 and 4.
And we have now our weekly prayer by Arthur and Kathleen. Let us pray. Everlasting God, we bring our prayers to you, Lord of all nations, asking that your blessing of love and peace may be known to people everywhere. Creator God, we are your chosen stewards of this beautiful world. You provide us with seed and soil to sow. Help us to bear abundant fruit from the seeds of potential that you have planted within us. Amen. The Guild held a competition over this lockdown period for short story writing. And contributions came in from all over Scotland, including from Margaret Rustad from Yetham. And we heard this week that Margaret had won first prize in the competition for her story, The Journey. It told of a woman, Suzanne, travelling to Australia to see her terminally ill sister. It's a story of sisters coming together and being together and sharing stories from the past, cementing their close relationship, even though they'd lived so far apart for 50 years. And it was also the story of them preparing themselves for the sisters' final journey, that of dying. Family is so important. This lockdown period, I think, has made us reflect upon the important things of life and, and family would be right there at the top. Most families are very good at keeping in touch with one another. They see each other every day, every week, every month. They keep in touch by phone or by email. But some may be less so. And occasionally at funerals, I've been, I've been very saddened when it becomes apparent that families have, have lost touch completely with one another and only realise too late the importance of the family bond. Now, some families are, of course, dysfunctional. And that's not a modern thing. One of the best examples, I think, is to be found in Genesis and the story we read today of Isaac and Rebekah and their twin sons, Esau and Jacob. And today we focus on the boys. Now, twins are usually very close. There's a special bond between them and a fierce devotion to each other. But not so with Esau and Jacob. They were rivals. Even in their mother's womb, they were rivals, competing to see who would be the first out. And even then, Jacob was holding on to the heel of Esau. Physically, they were very different. Esau hairy and red-haired, how Jacob was very smooth-skinned. Their personalities were different too. Esau liked the outdoor life. He was a hunter and was strong. Whereas Jacob used his brains. He preferred to be around the, 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 the tents. He used his brain even though in some ways to trick people. And later in the story, he would deceive his blind, blind father, Isaac. But in our story today, he famously persuades his brother to sell his birthright for a plate of lentil soup. We instinctively feel sorry for Esau. We feel him hard done by. Though I suppose it was his choice ultimately. And he chose to have soup 
rather than his birthright, which involved being head of the family and inheriting all the property. Jacob was a second son, even if by only a few minutes, and so he was an underdog struggling to make his ways in life and using the means at his disposal, namely his brains, to do so. But he sowed the seeds of rivalry and of deceit, which would grow into division and enmity, and which only would be resolved far later in life. We have to watch the seeds that we sow. In our gospel reading today, we read the well-known parable of the sower. I think the farm farmers in this area would be far more professional, far more professional about how they sowed their seed. The farmer Jesus talked about was quite extravagant, even reckless, in how he broadcast the seed so that they fell anywhere and everywhere. And while some of the seed fell on good soil, so much of it seemed to be wasted falling on stony ground and the paths and in amongst the thorns. And Jesus was, of course, describing how the seed, the word of God, was good. It was good seed. But people received it differently. Some, like that which fell on the path, were just not interested. Others, like that which fell among the thorns, were receptive to a point. But then there were so many other distractions around, so the seed didn't grow at all. But others let it take root within them. We have just published the summer edition of the Cheviot, and we distribute it to every home in the parish. In some homes, it might go straight into the bin, hopefully the recycling one. But we hope that for most people, they'll gain something from it. Something that will encourage or comfort or challenge. That some good seed may be planted. I mentioned the sower broadcasting the seed. And broadcasting is a word we use in media circles for television and radio broadcasts that reach out to everyone. And that can be a force for real good. But also, it can be used for propaganda. We have to be careful what we sow. Horrendous as the COVID-19 pandemic has been, it could have been far worse without the media keeping us informed. And for social media, keeping us in touch with all our loved ones. But not all social media is good. And hate messages have caused so much confusion and the vulnerable have been abused. We have to be careful with the seeds that we plant and sow in life as well. Let us reflect in the sower and let us consider the seeds that we plant, the words that we say, the actions that we perform, and may they be good seeds. We plant, but of course it's God who brings forth the harvest. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. We have our prayers of dedication and intercession. Let us pray. Generous God, we bring the gifts that we have to offer to you. 
seeds of goodness that you planted in our lives which have flourished. Bless and multiply them and help us to choose wisely how they can best serve your purposes in our church and in your world. God of wanton grace and extravagant love, you formed the earth to be a place of joy and abundance for all your creatures. For food in all its variety and the people who grew it and transported and marketed, we give our thanks. These days of pandemic have shown us how much we depend on others. And so we pray for those who do not have enough food and for those whose agricultural supply is at risk through extreme weather or uncertain prices or social upheaval. Help us care for the earth and its fruitfulness and for each other in our common need of its fruits. And we pray for farmers who work night and day to bring produce from the land, but who can often feel isolated and stressed and whose future can be uncertain. And we do think of farmers in countries affected by drought or flood or locust, seeking to grow their crops. Pray for children who do not have the nurture that they need in early years. And for parents who cannot provide what they do not know. God of love, make up every deficit of love, we pray, and enable us to be co-workers in this field. In an age when not just seats are broadcast, but images and sound, news and opinions, helpful information and cruel lies, we give thanks for all the good and vital connections that social media has made possible. And we pray for those who've been harmed by something with so much potential for good. We pray for young people concerned already about the future of the planet, who must now be wondering even more what sort of life lies ahead for them. We pray for older people forced to question all that they thought was secure. May we find our security and our hope in you, whose love is in all and for all, and available always in plentiful supply. Loving God, we now bring our own prayers in a time of silence. God, in your mercy, hear these and all our prayers. Amen. And we sing our closing hymn, and it's hymn 543, Christ Be Our Light.
for our benediction, Heather's going to sing what, what's really the, 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 a, a version of the ironic blessing, the Lord bless you and keep you, but it's from China. say the grace together. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and evermore. Amen. <laughs>